Hi, my name's Julie Potaker. I'm the author of Life Falls Apart, But You Don't Have To, Mindful Methods for Staying Calm in the Midst of Chaos. In 2006, I thought that I might have a brain tumor. Why? Because the wrong words kept coming out of my mouth. Cappuccino instead of cappuccino. Maginal instead of magical. Bunky burvy instead of topsy-turvy. I went to a neurologist fearing the worst. After a thorough exam, the doctor asked me about my life. What were my days like? My family constellation, my schedule, what volunteer work I was doing. I was a typical baby boomer, sandwiched between three adolescent kids, including identical twin daughters, all three kids with ADHD, and aging parents. The doctor asked me whether I had ever heard of mindfulness-based stress reduction, and I hadn't. He said, have you ever heard of John Kabat-Zinn? And I hadn't. He suggested that mindfulness training was what I needed in order to improve my health. I registered for MBSR at the UCSD Center for Mindfulness, and after eight weeks of training, I knew that I was on to something, and there was a lot more for me to learn. The scientific research studies were unbelievably compelling. The neuroscience was fascinating. I took 10 or 12 courses online, ranging from brain science to meditation, meditation with compassion, overcoming obstacles to mindfulness, awakening joy, and meditation from several different disciplines. I began following Rick Hansen, who wrote Buddha's Brain and Hardwiring Happiness. Um, And since that time, he's written Resilience. Um, But back then, he had those two unbelievable books, and he taught the Compassionate Brain series for Sounds True. That was before his um, whole course, The Foundations of Well-Being, which is amazing. Anyhow, I became like a, a groupie of Rick Hansen back then. Um, The Institute for Jewish Spirituality was offering an 18-month class studying yoga and meditation with text study and prayer, and I signed up for that. Uh, And I started going to retreats, and people couldn't believe that I could go to silent retreats, but I absolutely adored it. Um, And I loved the ancient study of Musar, which was making a comeback because of Alan Marinus and his Institute for the Study of Musar his, with his book, Everyday Holiness. So anyway, I went deep, as you can hear. Um, and then in 2010-11, UCSD Center for Mindfulness sent a notice to everybody had, that had taken MBSR, so I was on their in their database, that they had a new curriculum called Mindful Self-Compassion. Um, that was written by Kristen Neff and Christopher Germer. So I enrolled in the class. I had already seen those two teachers um, in videos. And they had also shown up in Sounds True classes and in NICAM classes that I had taken. That's the National Institute for the Clinical Application of Behavioral Medicine and also the Greater Good Science Center. So all these places that I was totally geeking out, I had already seen Chris Germer and Kristen Neff, and this was their new class. So anyhow, I took the eight-week class. It was completely transformative. And, uh, and then... 
about three years later, they offered teacher training for that class, and I jumped at it. And I was in the the first cohort. There were 52 of us, 50 therapists, a physical therapist, and me, a recovering attorney. Uh, anyway, since that time, I started teaching. So that was 2014. I have been loving it, and I have been folding other curriculums into the Mindful Self-Compassion eight-week class, which is a fantastic class, but when you're folding and synthesizing other people's work in, uh, you know, you have to change the name. So that's how Mindful Methods for Life was born, and um, I did Rick Hansen's Positive Neuroplasticity Training Professional Course, and so I, I lead my Mindful Methods class with the work of Rick Hansen, and during that whole time... I decided I needed to write a book because I needed to reach more people because this stuff is so incredibly healing. And I feel like if I can help people have a better relationship with themselves, they can have a better relationship with others. And then the whole bar for humanity um, gets raised. In answering the question, what have I learned about myself from sharing my story? Um, I guess that I'm living my truth and that I'm really grateful to be living my truth and to be helping people. I feel like it's a calling and I feel good about myself. And so thank you for letting me share my story. And question number two, what is my biggest dream? I really dream for people to have less suffering and more ease. I really dream to help ease the suffering in the world. I mean, pain is unavoidable and suffering is really optional, right? Because it's our reactions to what happens to us that's going to make the difference. And so I really dream that more people can learn to deal with difficult emotions and to deal with their reactions and to learn to pause. And everything that I teach in my book I really I really dream that people will take this message to heart and will actually do the hard work of the practice so that they have the tools when they need them. My tips for staying calm in the midst of chaos. I'd say the first one is to meditate. Try to do a guided meditation every day. If you don't already do one, start with five minutes. Then you can move up to 10 minutes, maybe even moving up to 20 minutes when you see how good it feels. I recommend the Insight Timer app. It's free. There's thousands of meditations, and you can put in how many minutes you have to spare. And then you can also, it's also segmented by whatever your problem of the day is, whether it's insomnia or stress or grief or or whatever your problem is. I love that app and they will never charge you. They won't get you hooked and charge you. I recommend mindfulness and daily life activities. Try practicing mindfulness when you're brushing your teeth. Close your eyes and see whether you can just feel the toothbrush in your mouth and taste the toothpaste. And if it's an electric toothbrush, listen to the hum because what you're breaking is the automatic worrying and ruminating that your mind is wired to do. So you're giving your brain a break. You can do that when you're eating or walking just by paying attention to what you're doing when you're doing it. That's the mindfulness piece. You're stopping worrying and you're stopping ruminating and giving your brain a break. 
Practice taking in the good. This is experience-dependent neuroplasticity in a nutshell. I adore it. I do it more than a dozen times a day. So that's noticing that you're having a positive mental state, really acknowledging it, letting it land, and it pushes it to a neural trait. What fires together, wires together. It's amazing. So it would be like this. That's a beautiful sunset. What's for dinner? No. That's a beautiful sunset. Wow. You watch the colors develop. You really feel how amazing that is. And that's all the time it takes to rewire a happy bridge in your brain. The other thing you can do is when you're listening to music, let music help you be in the moment and let music help you develop a happy bridge in your brain. That can be a meditation. Um, I often call myself a term of endearment to crack myself up. So if I'm feeling something um, not so wonderful, I'll say, oh, Julie, sweetheart, that was tough. And then I put my hand over my heart because that's my soothing touch place. You can find where yours is by your hand over your heart or on your belly or on your cheeks or arm in arm. And you can really actually downregulate your own cortisol and adrenaline stress hormones by soothing touch. You tap into your mammalian caregiver response. It's like mommying yourself and it actually releases endorphins and oxytocin. How amazing that you can parent yourself. You can practice loving kindness phrases and say them to yourself It can either be, may I be safe, may I be healthy, may I live with ease, or you can do them as an affirmation. I am safe. Everything's fine right now. I'm okay. I recommend making a joy list, just stream of consciousness, writing down everything that brings you joy, and make sure you have really easy things on there so that when you're not feeling joyous and you look at your to do joy list, you can choose something on there that's doable. So if it's you know a trip to Thailand, you might not be able to teleport yourself there right now, but you could take a hot bath and you could light a candle and you could call a friend. Or if it's daytime, you could get outside in nature. So have a decent joy list that's doable and copy it and have it in a couple places. Start a gratitude practice. This is huge because gratitude makes us happier. It improves every aspect of our lives. I recommend you keep a gratitude journal. And if you don't like journaling, that's fine. I don't like journaling. I just make myself answer this question. What did I enjoy today? And this question, what am I grateful for today? And my little tip and trick is to keep it by my toothbrush because my nightstand becomes a big mess. And so if I have it in my nightstand, I forget to do it. Um, And lastly is just really be gentle with yourself with all of these tips and tricks and know that it is a practice and you'll forget and you'll fall down and all of a sudden you'll feel bad and you won't remember what to do. And then you'll think of one of those tools and you'll do it and you'll be like... Thank you. That feels so much better. I think that's the end of my tips. I could go on and on and on with these tips. Like I could teach the practice of rain and the practice of tonglen, but I think that would take too much time and it's too weird doing this monologue. But I appreciate it. Thanks so much. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. 
For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time. 